Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, January 10th, 2022. I'm one of your host, Blessing, Adioye Jr. Joining me is my fellow Forbes 30 under 30, the LaCroix Poppy himself, Tim Ma fucking Gettys. Bless, how are you doing on this fine Monday? I'm doing good. I think it, it might be the longest I've gone without hosting a KFGD since I got hired. Yeah. That, yeah. that makes a lot of sense because last week was a weird one. You know, Greg's return and he took over mm. a lot more of the shows. He had that energy he had to get out. It's already over. Now he's yeah. just back. Now we no more celebrating Greg being back, everybody. Okay. It happened. Congratulations. You're here. You're talking about Congrats. video games. You had a baby. You did it. You, you did the thing that most people on this planet do. World. Man, some might say that this planet is overpopulated. Why are you out here having babies, Greg? Damn. Greg. Think of it that way, Greg. Yeah. Greg. Greg. Tim, it's nice to be here with you. I, yeah. Again, it's been it's been a minute. I I feel like I haven't done a one on one show with you for a while, right? Because like schedule schedules always get mixed up depending on what's going on during any given week. It's nice. Well, to see we, your well face. the thing is, we didn't last week, and then before that was the break. So it's yeah. been at least three weeks, which is crazy. It's been at least three weeks. How you been? I've been good, real good. You know, I've been working on the theater. It's been my kind of big major project for my entire life, if you want to look at it that way. But specifically during the break, trying to dial it in, get everything cable managed. There's a lot of cables mm. to manage. Turns What's been out, the, the latest blessed. update. Uh, latest update is things are looking fucking hot fire. Let me tell you what. Oh, uh, yeah. no, but it, the latest update is Kevin and I have been uh, trying to get subwoofer, like the base shakers, in the seats for all mm -hmm. of them, which is awesome. And uh, they're in there, but now I need to cable them all up. This might be a question for Kevin, but like, mm -hmm. at what point, at what point do you like install some 40x type shit in there? Where now, I mean, like, water is getting squirted point. in your face. Yeah, well, I mean, I, that'll never happen because like, I, I don't think anyone but me loves that stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but like, he's got everything you need because it, it's the he's got the butt shakers in there. It's not what they're called, but uh, base shakers, base shakers. But uh, and like, that's a game changer. Yeah, like, there's a I can't wait for you to experience it, Bless. It's gonna change you. I can't wait to get back in there. What's the next? Mm -hmm. What What are you gonna break it in with? What's I, the next I don't know. I don't know. It's really kind of COVID dependent, and it's. Mm -hmm. I, I what I'm thinking is when Spider Man No Way Home comes to home video. God, I sound like an old man, but whatever that happens, home then video. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait for that, Tim. Mm -hmm. You know what else I can't wait for? From software's next game being yes. Armored Core, take two acquiring Zynga for twelve billion dollars and more because this is kind of funny. Games Daily each and every week at ten a.m. Twelve billion dollars. Yeah, oh, we're gonna talk made about a that. There. Oh man, uh, each and every week at ten a.m. live right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you as a reminder we dropped a hot new line of merch over on kindoffunny.com slash store so go check that out if your torso needs some new shirts uh kind of funny also has a new tiktok account if you want some decent laughs at quick bursts you can follow decent. the account <laughs> at kind of funny games on tiktok uh then remember you can rate and review podcasts now on spotify so do me a favor and give kind of funny games daily and ps i love you xoxo five stars if you have spotify and if you don't have spotify download spotify and do me 
a quick solid. I don't have this mm-hmm. written down, but also PS I Love You XOXO is recording later today. We're talking all about PSVR with special guest Taylor Lyles over from IGN. So make sure to write in with your questions and thoughts about PSVR 2. And we'll talk about them on that show. And then also, one more request. It is Janet Garcia's birthday, which means she is taking hey. today off. She won't be on PS I Love You. But... Go over on Twitter uh, at and tweet at her at Game on Assist and give her the best birthday wishes. Uh, she's turning 19 years old today. You love to see it. That's a lie. She's not turning 19. She's way older than that. But no, of you course, you have to say that. Like we got, <laughs> we got it. It was cute. Yeah, but like somebody every time somebody says my age out here, people are like, "Wow, he's 21." And I'm like, "No, no, I'm 27." People just like they, they make. That's jokes. not true. We say you're 27, and we're like, "Whoa, he's so young," or like, "Wait, no." We say, "Oh, wow, he's he's a lot older than he looks," because you yeah. look so can, young. Bless. And I don't understand why. I was talking. To, I was don't having this conversation. This. Don't about, do this. Don't compare. I was having this conversation this weekend because, like, somebody was like, "Yeah, you could pass for a teenager," and I'm like, "I don't understand why. I don't understand what it is." You have about a young face. What are you supposed to do? My young face. You see, what do you? You got a young face. Nothing can be. I don't like think it's it. your limbs. You know. You think it's my mm, limbs? Are they like up. too skinny? Just get real big. I don't know. <laughs> I guess I have skinny arms. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know, man. All I want is to not get carded anymore. Is that too much to ask? It's embarrassing. Have you thought time. about growing a beard? I tried. <laughs> what? I didn't like it that much. I didn't like it that much. Do you know how embarrassing it is when like you go on a date and it's like your your date is like, oh yeah, I'll have the uh, Pinot Grigio or whatever, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'll take a cider, and they're like, they only ask me for my card. Okay, well maybe don't no. order a cider, you know? Order an adult drink. <laughs> a cider is oh, an adult drink. God. It's because beer tastes nasty. I love yeah, cider. Yeah, that's the problem right there, but <laughs> I want to talk about what? Armored Core. Why do we drink beer when it's... Well, and I know that I know this is going to start up a shitstorm, so whatever. Go for it. Tweet at me. I can't remember Greggy. Why do we drink beer when cider tastes significantly better? Huh, America? That's all I want to know. That's all I want to know. Thank you to our... Pa- it's been a minute since I've been on the show. I miss being on the show. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, James Davis at James Davis Makes, Blackjack, and Pranksy. Today, we're brought to you by MeUndies, DoorDash, and Chime, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is, forever will be, the Roper Report. It's time for Zoom News. We have four stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with really our quick, point five. Really up, quick. Rick? Every time you go to lunch in the future with me at the new studio and you don't order an apple juice, I'm going to be like, why aren't you drinking an apple juice? It tastes great. It's just like a cider. I said, well, here's you. the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> what do you go? Do you when you go out to lunch? Do you order beer flavored water? No, because like beer is the thing you you save for when you go out and drink, and then you have the option to drink cider when you're out drinking. That's the thing. Like apple juice is great. I don't know what shade you're throwing at apple juice. Yeah, don't be talking <laughs> shit about AJ. It's just what I mean. What you're saying? It tastes great. So I'm just like, well, okay. When next time you want a milkshake, get an apple juice. Like what are you talking about? Like you know what milkshake I mean? Milkshake also you're... tastes great. Beer tastes nasty. Is the point here? You gotta refine yeah, your palate. This is why yeah, everybody thinks you order off the kids true. menu. Yeah. <laughs> all right, don't go. I don't, don't like it greater than the band's right. Don't be out here underrating the kids menu. First of all, all right. Oh my god. <laughs> you get to- you get toys with that thing. <laughs> Story number one: Take <laughs> Two has acquired Zynga. <laughs> this is Daniel Pardis at GamesIndustry.biz. Take Two Interactive has announced it has reached a deal to acquire mobile developer Zynga. The publisher will purchase all outstanding shares of the Farmville maker with a total enterprise value of approximately $12.7 billion. Wow. The transaction represents a 64% premium to Zynga's closing share price on Friday, January 7th. The acquisition sees Zynga's portfolio of mobile titles fall under the Take-Two umbrella, including uh, Empires and Puzzles, Merge Dragons, and Harry Potter Puzzles and Spells. 
Zynga CEO Frank Gabot and president of publishing Bernard Kim will oversee the, the firm's integration into Take-Two and lead the company's combined Zynga and Take-Two mobile games business, which will operate under the former. Take-Two is also set to expand its board of directors to 10 members, adding two members from Zynga's board. Looking ahead, Take-Two expects mobile to, mobile to comprise over 50% of net bookings for fiscal year 2023 as a result of the merger, compared to the estimated 12% in 2022. Their transaction is expected to close during Take-Two's first fiscal quarter, 2023, uh, ending June 30th, 2022. My birthday. Well, Hey, happy birthday. We are thrilled to announce our transformative transaction with Zynga, which significantly diversifies our business and establishes our leadership position in mobile, the fastest growing segment of the interactive entertainment industry, said Take-Two CEO and Chairman Strauss Zelnick. Quote, this strategic combination brings together our best-in-class console and PC franchises with a market-leading, diversified mobile publishing platform that has a rich history of innovation and creativity. Zynga also has a highly talented and deeply experienced team, and we look forward to welcoming them into the Take-Two family in the coming months." End quote. For its most recently reported quarter, Zynga reported revenues of $705 million, a 40% year-over-year increase in earnings, and managed to improve its bottom line with reduced losses over the course of 2021. The transaction also marks the games industry's most valuable deal yet, beating out Tencent's 2016 acquisition of Supercell for $8.6 billion and Microsoft's acquisition of Bethesda parent ZeniMax for $7.5 billion in 2020. Tim. That's, That's a lot of money. $12.7 billion. Yo, and you know, to put that in context a little bit, like Kev, wasn't Star Wars sold to Disney for $4 billion? Four, $4 billion. That's three Star Wars. That's one when they said I was like, they can't be right. Like, isn't the Zanga yeah. building always like fucking going like, ah, uh, like the uh, closing or some shit? I feel like every other week it's like, oh, it's closing. Used to be I Sega. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about anything you just said. Yeah, no one so, I mean, that sounds like very Kevin thing to know, though. Yeah, Kevin's like buying the Zynga building. He's like, okay, maybe you could buy this. Then you got a funny studio. The, the Sega building in downtown SF mm -hmm. did close, but the Zynga building never closed. I don't mm -hmm. think they're different buildings. <laughs> like just to be extra clear, are uh, they? But for real, huh. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Check that uh, out. I'll check that out. <laughs> plus, uh, let me ask you a question. Uh -huh. Zynga, right? Yeah, Zynga. What comes to mind? Uh, what games does Zynga make? What comes to mind is the era of facebook when like applications and games were dominating right mm -hmm. farmville uh uh like was candy crush zynga no that's king yeah it's like i mean like yeah the facebook games come to mind honestly so i'm sure like plenty of that's mobile the interesting well. thing the mobile game is words with friends is like the big one and the, of yeah. course there's, there's been other big ones but it yeah, is interesting because like hearing this i i feel like a lot of us are you know kind of not that into that world so we hear it all we just associate king and zynga as being essentially the same thing but they're very much not like zynga this is way more like you were saying that facebook type stuff that did translate to mobile and a lot of the people playing were playing facebook games and stuff on mobile devices um so that's kind of interesting but it, i do think that that's a key note that this is not king king is part of activision blizzard so we are now having Take Two, which is another one of the kind of big old I'm gonna gobble you up, motherfuckers, and Activision kind of going head to head in an interesting way, where Zynga and uh, King are kind. There's some parity between them, uh, even though they do slightly different things. But at the end of the day, what they both do is make a shit ton of money uh, over and over and over for like low hanging fruit type stuff. So this 
isn't surprising, especially as we move into this era of cryptocurrency and what that means for video games. Like, I don't think it'd be a surprise that this is kind of a first step towards that shift for take two, which that's going to be something for everybody uh, to deal with. But I also think that this is probably them continuing to leverage their IP in different platforms, especially on mobile. Like we've already seen GTA get put onto um, every mobile device imaginable. You know, and like so many yeah. different ports, like so many classic, different like forms. The GTA trilogy, San yeah. Andreas, and those games. Exactly. Um, so it's, it's not like they're a stranger to to putting things on mobile platforms, but I do think that so far they haven't done the like what we think of mobile games, like when the gotcha stuff and all of that. They haven't done that, as far as I know, and at the very least, they haven't done it successfully. Yeah, and I this is a this is a huge move for them, right? When you look at that that specific figure of Take Two expects mobile to comprise over fifty percent of net bookings for fiscal year twenty twenty three, compared to the estimated twelve percent in twenty twenty two, right? They're looking for mobile to be a huge part of the strategy going forward. And you mentioned them already having put the original GTA games on mobile, right? This strikes me as them trying to figure out how to translate their current IPs into mobile IPs. And that's the thing that even Strauss Zeldick has said in one of the quotes floating out there from their investor call, right? He says here, quote, perhaps most importantly, we have the ability together and talking about talking about Take-Two and Zynga from both a development and a publishing point of view to optimize the creation of new titles based on Take-Two's core intellectual property. When you talk about core intellectual property for Take-Two, you're talking about some big games, right? You oh, are yeah. talking about GTA. You're talking about Borderlands. You're talking about a wide array of games. Uh, and... You know, you mentioned GTA being on platforms. The GTA game that has seen plenty of platforms now is GTA 5, right? And that is the one game that isn't on mobile. I can easily, easily, easily see them going, all right, GTA 5 is one of the most profitable games ever at this point. We've put it on every, we either put it or are putting it on every major console platform out there. How more can we, can we proliferate, right? What else can we put this on? How can we continue to push GTA online? I mean, mobile is the next step, whether that is current GTA Online or whatever GTA Online is for the future, whatever GTA 6 inevitably comes out. Well, bless you know what's interesting, too. Obviously, GTA uh, 5 is is an online specifically great things to pull out there. But Mm -hmm. what else does Take 2 own? 2K. What else does 2K not own, but make? NBA, NBA 2K, 2K. Yeah. Right. It's like there's there's a lot of possibility for a lot of money to be made from all this. But it is just interesting to look at the list of games from Zynga and to try to figure out what the application could look like, uh, because th- a lot of these aren't the traditional type of mobile games that we, we think of. So I don't know. This whole thing kind of reads to me as kind of a distraction and not fully telling the truth of what's going on i do think it's more trying to get user base and trying to get um the, the facebook type connections than it is necessarily mm-hmm. about making the mobile games like they're saying it is but we'll see and also yeah. zynga does make games someone in the chat i saw earlier saying like they're working on uh star wars hunters on the switch so it's not like they're just facebook games or just um mobile games but they do make quote-unquote real games so yeah i don't know and one more thing, one more quote I want to pull from Strauss Zelnick as well, right? And he's, it's him talking about some of the properties that they're working with, right? Uh, I'm pulling from an IGN article written uh, by Jill Screbbles, who writes, quote, Our labels are home to some of the most iconic brands in the world, including Grand Theft Auto, which we've talked about, Red Dead Redemption, uh, Midnight Club, NBA 2K, like you mentioned, Bioshock, Borderlands, Sid Meier's Civilization, Mafia, and, and Kerbal Space Program, uh, end quote. And like, you know, 
some of those I can see. Some of those it's like, okay, do we are they going to make a a mole version of uh uh mafia for example right that seems like a bit further fetched thing but who knows maybe they did the remake uh last year or i guess two years ago at this point we're in 2022 that's wild uh they made that remake and put it out right and so it's not like they're not thinking about mafia um interesting that they say midnight club that's the one that kind of sticks out there is like a out of all those games midnight club hasn't been around for a long time why do you really consider midnight club an actual key property for take two i think that's just an interesting one to throw out there i don't know if it means anything but interesting that they mention it but yeah, like you say, right? NBA 2K, I could see how that translates. I can see, I can see, especially translating that to a mobile strategy, how you can double down on that in order to sell players, sell uh, uh, like points allocated to your players. I've not played NBA 2K, my, my creative player, so I don't know how exactly how that works. But knowing what the conversation around NBA 2K a lot of the times is, it seems like there's a lot to my Act there on the uh, <laughs> uh, in the in the mobile space, and so I wouldn't be surprised to see that uh, civilization. I can see it. even things like Kerbal Space Program. I'm sure there are ways you can translate that to mobile and other platforms in order to make that um, a bigger deal to more players that maybe won't, wouldn't play it on consoles. Uh, and so it's very fascinating stuff. Like $12 billion, that's an amount of money that you're not going to put to waste. And so I expect to see, to, I expect for this to be a huge uh, shift in strat- strategy for them. I think it could be what you're talking about, right? In terms of, hey, yeah, let's put, let's get our foot in the door of, facebook and you know have those connections that zynga has as a company but i also think it's that twofold thing of let's do that and also like figure out how to really take advantage of the money we can make by translating the ips that we have to mobile yeah absolutely tim i got something exciting i want to talk about and that is from software's next game being the return of armored core this is story number two i'm pulling from andy robinson at video games chronicle from software's next armored core game has reportedly been confirmed via a consumer survey reset era user red licorice claimed on saturday that he'd received uh, a survey from the elden ring and dark soul studio which seemingly reveals the first details on the next unannounced mech combat game the unnamed installment, which would be the first full Armored Core title since 2012, is set to feature a sci-fi world created by Hidetaka uh, Miyazaki with three-dimensional dynamic action and a high degree of freedom and customization. Quote, the game is a third-person shooter mecha action title that lets you move around an overwhelmingly scaled map that represents a unique sci-fi world with dynamic mech action, the alleged survey reads. Quote, you will face strong enemies in fierce battles, both long and short range using using guns and blades, end quote. The synopsis for the game reportedly sees government or sees the government, corporations, cultists and unknown mercenaries battling over an alien substance that can, quote, drastically advance human society, end quote. According to the user, quote, the boss fight looked quite soulsy. The long range gunfire reminded me of Virtual On. That's my frame of reference. I'm not a mech fan and haven't played any armored core games. The player character in a white mech uh, went in close to the bigger robot boss uh, and fought with a with like an energy or laser sword uh this looked soul style uh end quote the user continued to say quote the field gameplay the player in in the same uh white mech seemed to be following a couple of other players in the distance co-op question mark uh and they're walking flying close to the ground maybe through a snowy area towards either a large wall or gate this seemed soulsy too the vastness of the architecture but it wasn't a castle more like a worn down metal slash stone wall or gate it was quite short and quote tim what what is your take here on this armored core game from from software 
I mean, yo, this is kind of hype, right? Like, this could, I think that this is the best chance Armored Core has ever had to succeed. And what a fucking story, man. More Saiyans out there, I'm sure, uh, ready to write in and ask questions as he's asked about when we're going to get a new Armored Core for a bazillion years here at Kind of Funny. Uh, but I, I love that we've known that they've been working on an Armored Core game. Like, it was announced a long time ago, or at least, like, in the background it's been being worked on. Uh, but it now coming from from software after the success and the rise of souls uh that we've had in the last decade like i think that you know to say that souls has become a genre of its own is like almost ridiculous like it is so much more than that at this point where it's just like souls games are such a thing and it it's been proven by things like sekiro winning game of the year doesn't even need souls in the name people understand what it is you know they they know what it means uh to be a bloodborne to be dark souls demon souls all this stuff so to kind of take that and apply it to Armored Core, I think is brilliant because it allows a different type of gameplay in the same way that Sekiro was a little bit more uh, action uh, focused, just like Bloodborne compared to the the Souls games. Mm -hmm. Armored Core allowing like long range, like a little bit more focus on lasers and shit, but also like they're describing here, having the, the, the up close melee sword, laser sword type shit. I think this could really work. And guess what? People love mechs and people love Souls games and people really love Miyazaki. So you put those things together and like, yo, that's not only the best chance Armored Core has to be relevant, but it's the best chance Armored Core to has, has to be good. And this has the potential to be a game of the year type contender if done right. That's crazy. <laughs> I, would, yeah. I can't believe I'd ever say that about an Armored Core game, but like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, like you said, it's, it's crazy when you say that about Armored Core, right? Not that Armored Core, previous Armored Core games have been bad or anything like that, but it's more so the thing of from software since releasing whatever the last Armored Core game was, what during like the PS3 era, I imagine, kind of funny.com slash you're wrong, they've they've risen to a new echelon of developer. Like they have they have made a name for themselves in a way that goes beyond like, oh yeah, from software, they're that we're that they're that studio that we know for making cool action games that have a niche audience now being that developer where this year they have one of the one of the high, most highly anticipated titles in Elden Ring, right? A few years ago, they had a game of the a game awards game of the year winner in Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, right? Midway through the last generation of games, they had Bloodborne, which plenty of people would probably consider to be one of, if not the best uh, uh, PlayStation exclusive title on the platform, right? The audience is that passionate about it. To be that studio and to be able to come full circle and go, Cool. Now, after putting out Demon Souls and putting out Dark Souls, putting out Sekiro and putting out Elden Ring, you know, what do we want to do next? You know what? Let's go back to one of our, no pun intended, one of our core titles in Armored Core. And let's bring it back. Let's take the learnings that we've had over the last decade. Let's take Miyazaki, who is proven to be one of the best lead directors in the industry right now. And let's put him on this title that, you know, unlike Elden Ring, isn't necessarily a new IP. Elden Ring has a thing of it's essentially a, a, a successor to dark souls right it is open world it's speaking to the from software audience in that way and Elden ring is going to be hella successful because of it armored core has probably a lot of the same things in terms of hey this is from software this is miyazaki you know the fan base is going to rock with this but also it's an ip that you know it's an ip that plenty of people want to see return it's an ip that is different from everything else that we've made and from software they've proven that when they make something that's different from what they what they've made before they still they, they still know how to adapt their their design sensibilities to make it good right bloodborne was different from dark souls yet bloodborne still hit sekiro was even more different sekiro still hit right elden ring is going to be open world we'll see if that hits i i'm confident that that's probably going to hit right like after all of that seeing them work on armored core which probably couldn't possibly be even more different 
man, I can't wait to see how they do it and to see them possibly knock it out the park. Absolutely, man. I mean, looking here, Armored Core 5 seems to be the last core title. This was released back in 2012 on the PS3 and 360. There's a, a couple uh, spinoffs after that. But yeah, that's a it's a long time, man. And I feel like this is a, a great shot at for them to potentially just completely reboot it and change what the franchise is and means to people. Um, and yeah, it's the most... The, the highest potential for the most audience they've ever had. And this game can speak loudly to people. Like, I haven't talked oh, yeah. to Andy about this, and I haven't seen his reactions, but I can only imagine he's stoked out of his fucking little mind about this. Because you're going to give oh, Andy yeah. Cortez mechs and from software, like, with what that means nowadays. Like, it's so funny because, like, this is where it, it all began, right? From software with Armored Core. But it just means something different now. So I liked it. From software means something different now. What could that mean for Armored Core now? And I think mm. it can mean something really damn cool. Now, does this speak to you when this Armored Core game comes out? And as, as I asked this question too, Kevin, if you can bring up the screenshots, because over on, I think it was Reddit or some website, it might have been Reset Era, um, it looks like screenshots have been uploaded. Yeah, Reset Era. Uh, screenshots from the consumer survey have been uploaded. And the screenshots... Very low quality because I think this person was trying to scrub out the uh, watermarks that were on it. So you can't really see things too clearly, but it is a taste of what this Armored Core game might look look like based on the consumer survey. Tim, is this something that might speak to you? I mean, dude, I love mechs, so why not, man? Like, I, I'm interested. I remember the Armored Core soundtrack kicking ass and like mechs and kick ass soundtracks go a long way for me. Um, and that on a quality video game like that's it's exciting for sure. Yeah. I'm the, I'm the same where you know mechs in theory really speak to me right and I of course I love things like Metal Gear and even Nier Automata had like mech suits in it and shit. Zone of the Enders. Me. Zone of the Enders right and like I, I I I've never played a mech game that is specifically an armored core like mech mech game where it is hey no you are controlling the mechs you are playing this the ones that I tried have, haven't necessarily stuck with me like I tried out uh, Damon X Machina when that came came out mm. and it just it just did not stick with me and so like. You know, I, th I, th I think I'm in the the circle of people who are, like, ready for something to come through that, like, I get hooked in into. Um, but, like, I just haven't had that come by yet. And so, like, I really hope that this is this because, like, you know, again, from software, talented developer, developer that I've grown to love now. And, like, I think if anybody's going to do it well, it's, it's going to be them. Hell yeah. So I cannot wait for it. Tim, you know what else I can't wait for? For people to check out patreon.com slash kind of funny games where they can go and get the show ad free and speaking of ads let us tell you about our sponsors relationships aren't perfect and me undies is celebrating our imperfectly perfect matches with their new valentine's day collection i don't have to read the ad anymore i can just tell you i'm wearing me undies ladies and gentlemen always have been always well you know i not always i guess but what happened is i had a bunch of underwear i didn't like that much and then i tried a couple pairs of me undies and i was like these are amazing and i ordered a whole bunch of me undies and now it's all i wear and i am due for more maybe i'll do it here back to the ad gifting underwear for valentine's day Wow, real groundbreaking. Express your one-of-a-kind relationship when you match your bottom half to your better half in fun limited edition prints. And if you're single, don't worry. You can mingle in matching pairs with your friends or even get dog hoodies and buddy bands to match your four-legged pal. MeUndies has a great offer for our listeners. For a limited time, only get 25% off your first order of matching pairs for Valentine's Day. And... As a first-time purchaser, you can also get 15% off in free shipping right now to your door. To get 25% off matching pairs, 15% off your first order, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. That's MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. 
Guess what I use all the time, ladies and gentlemen? DoorDash. That's right. I come down here. I record the shows. I come upstairs. Jen's taking care of our newborn. Is a three-month-old? Our three-month-old. And guess what? We're both too tired to make food, so we order on DoorDash. We do it all the time, and you should too. You've got back-to-back meetings, errands to run, and chores to take care of. What's the secret to clearing your to-do list? A little help from DoorDash. Along with the restaurants you love, you can now get groceries and other essential items delivered to your door with DoorDash. Get drinks, snacks, and other household items in under an hour. With over 300,000 partners, you can support your neighborhood go-tos. Choose from your favorite national chains like Popeye's, Chipotle, and Cheesecake Factory. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when they download, that's you, download the DoorDash app and enter the code GAMES2021. That's 25% off, up to a $10 value, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code GAMES2021. Don't forget, that code is GAMES2021 for 25% off your first order with DoorDash, subject to change, terms apply. Kick off 2022 with a better checking account with no monthly fees, no overdraft fees, no foreign transaction fees, and no service fees. Get all that and then some with Chime, an award-winning app and debit card. They've also got over 60,000 fee-free in-network ATMs all over the place, like at most Walgreens, 7-Elevens, or CVSs. You can access your money when you need it, where you need it. Make sure you make the first good decision of the new year and join over 10 million people using Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Banking services provided by and debit card issued by Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA members, FDIC. Get fee-free transactions at a Money Pass ATM in a 7-Eleven location and at any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. ATM. Otherwise, out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Sometimes pay-anyone instant transfers can be delayed. The recipient must use a valid debit card or be a Chime member to claim funds. Before we get into story number three, Tim, there was a new trailer that popped up this morning that mm. I watched that mm-hmm. I, I don't know how I feel about. I don't know if you saw this one. Uh, a trailer for Bel Air. I have not live. seen it yet. I have it pulled up, and after the show, I'm going to watch it. Wait, what is it? It's the Fresh it is, Prince reboot. Yeah, the Fresh oh, Prince of Bel Air like reboot. But it's reboot? like gritty. Yeah. And I watched the trailer. Halfway through the trailer, I like I felt like I was losing my mind. <laughs> really? I was laughing oh. at it. Yeah. I Oh, you're laughing. I might at watch it. it. I was laughing because it's that the it, it watching it feels like you're watching a parody trailer on YouTube that like a fan made of like well, oh, what if we took this like popular thing and like made it gritty and like recontextualize well, certain bits as like oh this is fucked up now that's that's and what it is like real. yeah that's what it, that's how it came to be someone did that and now yeah. it's a show and will and smith saw like, that and was like let's turn that to a show but like watching the joke trip- i think that's exactly what happened will smith was like yeah that's a good idea i think he's you know what other show will smith's involved in Cobra What's Kai, that? executive producer, baby. You got to watch that shit. Really? Bless. You're fucking Stay tuned. I didn't in know review. that up right now. He just made that up. There's no way that's true. No, look at any episode. Will Smith credited. Like our you Will Smith. You know I'm not going to look at any episode, Tim. So you I mean, not our round. Will Smith. The Will Smith. I mean, that's, the, he's my, uh, he's my, not, I'm not talking about, game, I'm not talking Smith? about games industry, Will Smith. I'm talking, yeah. when I say my Will Smith, I mean, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Will Smith. Yes, that Will Smith. Because, because yeah. of the Karate Kid reboot with his kid. Oh shit! Holy cow! Holy cow! It's all connected. Cow. It's all connected. That's wild. That I now, now I gotta watch it. This. I feel like I'm not. I, I'm not, I know I normally would fuck with you guys. I'm not fucking around with this. I swear to God. But yeah, I'll consider. STG. 
I'll, even even if this is that like good a shit? <laughs> what? Nothing. Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> God damn it! I love you so much, Kevin. You <laughs> think Tim? Even if it's like a, oh, a Periscope STG. type shit. Even if, even if you do it on like your own personal Instagram, I need you to like live react to this Fresh Prince trailer. Is all I'm saying. Right? <laughs> I, need to, I need to see your react or just text okay. me your reaction. Just okay. let me know okay. because I have a lot of thoughts and feelings. Mm. It's mm. all over the place. Uh, Tim, you know what else mm. is all over the place? This episode of KFGD. Let's get back on track with story number three. Sources say Sony has switched the Twisted Metal reboot developer. This is Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicle. PlayStation has changed its plans for the in-development Twisted Metal reboot, sources have told VGC. Last year, VGC reported that a new car combat installment, uh, which by release would be the series' first in over a decade, has started early development at the Liverpool, UK-based Destruction All-Stars developer Lucid Games. However, Video Games Chronicle has been told that the project has has since ceased development at Lucid, and according to sources, Sony has decided to to instead move the series' revival to one of its first-party studios in Europe. Sony Interactive Entertainment and Lucid Games did not immediately respond to a request for comment. It's understood Sony still intends to bring back the Car Combat series in time to coincide with an upcoming TV series in 2023, and early work has begun at the unnamed first-party studio. Sources did not provide an explanation for the change of developer. However, one person suggested that the poor reception to Lucid's PS5 title, Destruction All-Stars, could have contributed to the decision. Tim, where are you at with this one? You know, it, it's a bummer, man. Twisted Metal is, is very similar to me to Star Fox in so many ways in that I love it so dearly and so much, and I just don't have any real hope that we're ever going to get anything that touches Star Fox 64 or Twisted mm-hmm. Metal Black. And at some level, that's fine. We have those. Those aren't going away. I can always go back to them and get my kick. I do think Star Fox 64 holds up 100%, uh, and I can stand by that because I played through it recently on the Switch OLED with the – or not, not OLED, with the uh, online – on my OLED. And uh, with Twisted Metal Black, it's like some of the things that I loved most about it were the kind of edge lordy, kind of pushing the boundary shit that are – Probably cringy and embarrassing now, but when I was like 12 years old, hearing Sweet Tooth say motherfucker was the coolest thing in the world. Um, So I don't know what a modern Twisted Metal could look like to satisfy me, Uh, but I'm hopeful and I want to see it. Like, I think Twisted Metal is a very cool franchise with cool ideas. Um, I did not like the PS3 version of it because it stripped away what I like most about Twisted Metal, which is the characters. Mm. Um, and they, they like pared that down like ridiculously. Um, but yeah, this, this news is not surprising. I guess at the end of the day, I'm a little happy because I didn't like Destruction All-Stars from the little I played. And it is kind of that thing I always talk about, like with Smash Brothers and the PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. If you're going to do the thing, just do the thing. And they yeah. didn't quite do it. They, they were just like, yeah, it's like Twisted Metal, but it's not. And it, it's, a, it's a different type of shit. And then hearing that they were working on Twisted Metal, it's like, okay, well, they didn't really get it right the first time. So... I don't know. Uh, I also don't think that they fucked it up that bad. So it's interesting to see where this is actually going to land. I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up just not happening and getting canceled somewhere along the way. The fact that they doubled down and officially talked about the TV show at CES a couple days ago is surprising to me. Like, I'm what the hell is that going to be? I hope that it's good. I think it has even less of a chance of being good. You see that it stars uh, Anthony Mackie? 
no i didn't that's, that's cool old, as that's hell old though. news but yeah like uh, from the the on variety i think the synopsis is out there for like what the story setup is it's him essentially i think delivering a package in the twisted mm-hmm. metal universe uh and in my head i contextualize that as like this is a this is a very specific reference but like a combination of uh mad max and <laughs> the movie 30 minutes or less i don't know if you've seen that movie i have yeah, the movie is about the pizza delivery driver. He gets a bomb strapped to him. I I think it might be a meeting of the middle somewhere in there. And if that's the case, I think it has potential. I think that could sound I think that sounds kind of fun. Anthony Mackie, I think, is a funny dude. Uh who like I want to see in more comedic roles. Um, I hope it's that. It could it, it could be gritty. It could be like serious and gritty. I don't necessarily want that uh from a twisted metal Anthony Mackie series. But if they if they lean into into sort of the camp of it and the goofiness of it. I think there could be something cool there. I think the interesting thing about this news is that the TV series, the upcoming TV series is due in 2023. And if a studio is in like the beginning processes of making this game, what does this game look like coming out in 2023? So, I mean, that that's the interesting thing about this though, is that a twisted metal game, I think ironically less is more with it like i feel like it being a smaller title is actually the best chance at actually succeeding because the thing about it is at its core it's a multiplayer game and what a multiplayer game means in 2022 or three is very different than what it meant back on the original playstation right twisted metal 2 is one of the most iconic multiplayer games of all time uh but that was for a very different time Mm -hmm. now there's different expectations and i think that the twisted metal ps3 game really came out at a uh, a fascinating time of trying to redefine what multiplayer can mean in that ps3 era but it totally didn't stick the landing and that was at a time when multiplayer was being redefined by things like call of duty so where we're at now for a twist of metal to, to succeed i don't know that that's possible like on a major big level so don't put this out as a big triple a game put it out as something smaller like i'm not even necessarily saying free to play i think even more like the 20 30 type of title yeah that because i'm putting that price tag there's an expectation to it right um i think that could work and i think that wouldn't require as long of a development cycle depending on what they make the game like if they just go back to what it used to be and what you're saying even about like sticking with the campiness of it all like i think they could make something fun like a more like retro nostalgia kind of game as opposed to we're trying to redefine online multiplayer yeah also uh john bob stab and chad mentions the show is being written by the deadpool and zombie guy zombie land guys too which i think led me down that line of thinking of mm. oh yeah this has to be more campy has to be more um uh goofy and i'm right there with you that it, making a twisted metal game in 2022 or 2023 is a it's a task right like it, it I, there are so many questions that pop up of how do you make this work if it's an online uh game if it's an online only game w- what are the modes that need to be in there to make it work it doesn't need to be just deathmatch do you do you need to make it objective based do you have to take cues from like a like an overwatch or a like or even a Fortnite, or like something that is doing it right right now in terms of this is how you make an ongoing game in 2022 right like what cues do you need to take i don't know how you do that with a car based game like a car combat based game because we don't have many examples of that type of game that's out there killing it right now i mean there's rocket league right but that is 
that's soccer, right? That is that is a sports game at its heart. Uh, hey, they call it soccer. They, that's that's them. That's not me. I didn't. They make that do, up. but then you didn't need to bless. You didn't have to do that. You brought that to this blessed show. Okay, right. it didn't, you it did didn't, that. It didn't feel right saying out loud. I'll be all admit it. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't like it coming out of my mouth. But hey, here we are. I but, liked you know, it. Hey, Kevin liked it. Uh, uh, you know, Rocket League kind of ha- kind of has it but that's kind of a different thing like if you're if you're focusing in on what makes twisted metal twisted metal it has to be destruction it has to be combat and trying to make that work character i'm telling you guys this it has is what to be makes character, right? twisted metal special is the characters is the wackiness and the backstories and you like the one thing to me that they need to nail uh on top of the gameplay and stuff because the gameplay will translate to to multiplayer if you just get it right but what they need is investment in characters and story where i want to play through the very short campaign with multiple characters because i want to see their midpoint story their endpoint story it's an old type of nostalgic gaming that we don't see too much nowadays but as the industry kind of matures and grows and the definition of what is retro moves with that Mm -hmm. the idea of 2d platformers being retro is over <laughs> like 2d platformers are retro 2d platformers are now as common as anything else that they're just a genre <laughs> yeah you know like they're just 2d platformers they're just back and i feel like now it's kind of going to that next step and i, I do think that they can make a twisted metal work again as a smaller title but just understanding the core of what people actually latched onto in the first place apocalypse cow in chat says uh character which I, I, you know hey, hey you you know, me over. hey there you go there you go my my one other question too is who is working on this now if it's not if it's if it's not uh uh lucid then what european playstation studio is working on this uh i look at the list of european playstation studios right and we have xdev which is a support studio they're not doing it nixus which is a poor house right they port shit to pc they're not doing it Media Molecule, which I got, I hope they're not, not, not doing it. I wouldn't think Media Molecule is doing it, right? Housemark, they're not doing it. Guerrilla Games, they're probably not doing it. That brings us to Fire Sprite and London Studio. London Studio has already been working on a multiplayer title for a little bit. There was a, uh, a job posting that went up, I think, last spring now, uh, that they're looking for, to hire people to work on a PS5 multiplayer game. And so unless unless they're somehow doing both or they put that title on pause to work on this. I don't know if they're, if they're working on this, but it's a maybe, right? It's a maybe. And then the other being Fire Sprite could be a good contender. Historically, they're doing VR games, right? And they are working on the newly announced Horizon game that is coming mm-hmm. out for PSVR 2. And so it seems like they're pretty busy, but they're also a really big studio. I believe they're Sony's biggest European studio at this point or one of the biggest European studios for Sony at this point. And so like, hey, maybe they have the bandwidth to also work on a console um, uh, uh, Twisted Metal game as well. But it seems like it's, it's between those two. And if I had mm-hmm. to guess, I'll probably guess Fire Sprite uh, for the size of that studio. Uh, and so we'll see. We'll see about yeah. that one. Let's round out the report report with story number four. Uh, this is a rumor. Paramount has reportedly signed a deal with Epic Games to bring characters to Fortnite. This is Jacob at Fortnite News. 
Only 12 days after it was revealed that Microsoft is working uh, with Epic Games to bring characters to Fortnite, the same source has shared information of a similar deal with Paramount. According to the latest Xbox Era podcast on YouTube, Paramount has signed a deal with Epic Games that will allow multiple characters to be added to Fortnite as wearable outfits. During the podcast, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were mentioned as the main characters that Epic is working to introduce to the game. Hell yeah. Uh, With the newly signed deal between Epic and Paramount, it's likely that more than just the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles will be coming to Fortnite. It's worth noting that Paramount owns SpongeBob SquarePants, Avatar The Last Airbender, and many more characters that could all potentially be added to the game in the future. So take that all with a grain of salt. But it's, it sounds like a thing, right? It sounds like yeah. it, that sounds like Aang, it makes sense. Aang gliding down would be so cool. But Aang <sighs> holding a submachine gun? <laughs> you know, less cool, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they've, they've given more ridiculous character guns in that game, right? Like, why is Spider-Man running around with a Glock in his hand? Kev. Doesn't make sense. Kev, who, who are your kind of, like, do you have a main? Or, like, no, do you kind of alternate between have, a couple? I have 75, like, pre-built characters that I put together. Wow. That, that it alters in between. And uh, I'm very excited when I get any number of them. But, like, I don't know. Like, some of my favorite ones are, like, characters that don't like they're not real characters they're just made by Fortnite. but i also i'm a huge fan of like getting terminator or iron man or uh sigourney weaver from uh, aliens yeah <laughs> what about like, when you get That's to be it. donatello is, is that gonna is that your end game oh fuck yeah well i mean that, no i i would i would uh i'm probably at some point gonna start deleting the generic ones that are made by Fortnite that don't hit as hard for the characters that i like more like your supermans or spider-mans Mm-hmm. Um, Rick and Morty's. God, there's so many good ones, and it's and and the games can. We play for so long that we see a lot of those people too. Like I'm Got getting it, a man. I'm getting a good mix of this the 75 pre builds. We can go up to 100, I think. So I'm gonna keep building. With this Paramount deal, give me iCarly. <laughs> give me give me what I want. Give me iCarly with a gun in her hand, going through gunning down Spider Man and shit. I'm also I'm on a the Paramount Plus. Uh, homepage right now just to see like okay what are the things that they're pushing and uh you know it's a mix it's a mix there's that uh there's the new south park special i could be down for some south park in fortnite i don't know how they make that work no with the art style by paramount is it i mean the south park the, the post-covid special is on the paramount plus like it's there they exclusively have a, they have a deal with them yeah but like the, they don't own it. Warner. They don't own the rights of the characters is what i'm saying i think that's gotcha the yeah gotcha there's a uh, clifford the big red dog Mm-hmm. That's on Paramount. Sure, sure. That's Ethan Hunt. Ooh, that would be fire. Yeah, Ethan Hunt would be great in Fortnite. I I'm also see looking that. At the I, I honestly could see that happening uh, for the next one, the one in space. Yeah, Mission Impossible Seven. That actually makes a lot of sense. That lines up. Hell yeah, cool. Tim. I cannot wait to see what Paramount characters get added into Fortnite. But that's probably just so far away. If I went into what's coming out to Mom and Grop shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Out today, it's a light release week. You're getting Procross S7, which I've seen plenty of people getting excited about, and Starballs 
for Switch. Both of those are Star Balls. Switch Star Balls. Uh, new dates for you. The Company Man launches January 21st on Nintendo Switch Worldwide. And then Serious Sam Siberian Mayhem is coming out on January 25th on Steam. Uh, deals of the day for you. This is via Wario 64. There is a Nintendo Switch digital games New Year sale. Uh, right now you can pick up games like Borderlands The Handsome Collection for $15.99. Uh, Burnout Paradise Remastered for $8.99. And Shin Megami Tensei 5 for $41.99. So hop on that. Now it is time for Reader Mail. Remember, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where you can get the show ad-free. You can write in with your squad-ups, but you can also get your questions read on the show just like Malcontent Ronin did. Ronin writes in and says, hey guys, uh, and this is all this is all the way back to the 2K uh, or Take-Two Zynga uh, acquisition. I always recall hearing how the worst microtransactions in fact belong to the NBA 2K series. Uh, I say they belong to Zynga, which pioneered predatory microtransactions with Farmville, uh, creating the concepts of pay to win and pay just to keep playing. Seeing them undertake to you may result in nothing, but it also could easily result in pure evil. Tim, what say you? <laughs> damn, <laughs> pure evil. I mean, like, you're not wrong, but like, damn, when you put it like that. Yeah, I mean, look, th this is the kind of something I think we're going to see a lot more, and we've already seen a lot, which is kind of the uh, conglomeration of different monetization strategies where when you have the IP, your IP is only worth as much as you can sell it for. So find a bunch of different ways to sell it and make as much money as humanly possible from all of it. Take two are huge, right? Like we were saying earlier, like all the different IP that they have, like just counting NBA, 2K and GTA. We're talking about two games that are on the top selling list every single month. Doesn't matter what month of the year it is. Um, and, you know, in the case of GTA, we're talking a decade after release. Like that's insane. Um, so taking that and applying this logic and like the market transactions and all this stuff, like, yeah, there's, it's a slippery slope that they are sliding down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, you're not wrong. Malcontent Ronin in, in terms of, Hey, Zynga, uh, in terms of market transactions, right? Like they're, they're, I mean, you can, you can probably call them pioneers in terms of like mm -hmm. mobile monetization and how that has gone over the last decade and how that's grown and like, in a lot of ways have has been predatory in a lot of ways has been pretty egregious in terms of oh yeah pay to win pay to continue pay to do ever to, to do anything even though you're downloading a free game uh i don't necessarily see that invading the like take two's console space i do see that stuff persisting in the way that it already persists on zynga uh or for zynga on the mobile side of things right i don't think take two buys zynga and goes all right now let's fix your monetization no they buy zynga and go Cool. Let's keep that monetization because you guys are making money. This is why we're buying you for twelve billion dollars with B. It makes a lot of sense that like they find ways and tr to translate their already existing IPs on onto mobile and figure out how to take those same monetization techniques and apply them to Take Two's IP. I think that is that is inevitable. And I I also think it's a thing that pretty much any big publisher, any big company that is making the transition to mobile probably has to reckon with to some extent. I think. You know, we, we we're seeing, um, or at least we've seen reports of PlayStation doing the same, do, doing a similar shift uh, in terms of getting their games or their IPs on mobile. They've been hiring people to work on in in that division and figure that out for them. I'm sure for them, there's going to be a, a big, a, there's, there's going to be a big effort to figure out what does PlayStation monetization look like on mobile. And you're probably going to see things that you're not 
super happy with if you're a PlayStation fan out there, right? You're going to see games that you're going to see probably God, God of War or Horizon or whatever whatever IP that you like translated to mobile. And then you're going to see monetization in those games in ways that make you go, ah, oh, shit, really? Horizon? You're doing this Horizon? I think that's inevitable. I think even for the um, companies that we mentioned already that already have mobile strategies, You've probably seen those there uh, as well. Even Nintendo, who I think historically, when you're talking about microtransactions and you're talking about like the the shit that we look at and like loot boxes, all this shit that we're like, oh, gross. Nintendo being the ones that historically even stay away from those things. There are some cases with Nintendo on the mobile games. Fire I think Emblem Heroes. Yeah, Fire Emblem Heroes. I forget the name of the of the Dragalia uh, Lost. Yes, exactly. Dragalia Lost is what I was thinking of. Right, like you know, there are things here and there that you see in those games that you wouldn't historically see or traditionally see from Nintendo on the console side. I think that stuff is inevitable because that is what the mobile market is. Um, but I don't look at this take two acquisition of Zynga and go, ah, shit, they're going to, they're going to fuck. It takes two, uh, or not. It takes you, sorry. Take two interact, man. Now I see why that lawsuit took place. Uh, they're going to, they're going to fuck take two interactive. It's like, no, take two interactive already kind of has a lot of their own shit going on with nba 2k and even with gta online when you look at uh the transactions there as well i think it is what it is and you know it's 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 a thing that we're gonna have to kind of deal with in the on the mobile side of things sadly now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you were wrong rewrite and let us know what we got wrong as you got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on youtube.com slash games and on podcast services around the globe uh xavier spirit writes in and says cider beer is nasty hashtag team beer xavier spirit i'm gonna need you to time yourself out in the live chat for 69 seconds thank you very nice. much uh ignacio rojas says 2k already puts out mobile nba 2k games appreciate that ignacio also also mentions that civilization is all is also already on mobile uh the full civ 6 game is on mobile so thank you for that very good your wrongs right there and then timmy buddy comes with the confirmation that paramount indeed does not own south park but they own all the distribution distribution rights of the series trey parker and matt stone who created it still own the rights to the characters and everything in the south park universe so there you go damn they must there be balling them. a lot of money oh. in their pockets oh yeah Big ballers. Just swimming in hundreds. <laughs> That's it for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Uh, this week's host for Kind of Funny Games Daily go like this. Uh, tomorrow, it is Greg and Gary Witta. Wednesday, mm. it's me and Andy Cortez. Thursday, is Greg and Tim motherfucking Gettys. And on Friday, we close it out with me and Tamor from GameSpot. If you're watching this live on Twitch right now, after this is the morning show with Mike, Andy, and Nick. If you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to youtube.com slash kindoffunnyplays. Remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Uh, each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, game daily. <laughs>